Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Because of the nights, and the sweats, and the same rowdy thoughts. Because that one afternoon, when I nailed my own voice to the air, and because there was nobody listening. And through it all, bird song, and the sounds of cars passing. I do not believe in silence. My pen has often been reluctant in tracing the outline of my trauma. Even when it flows, it suddenly pauses, unable to render my love being story in pain, even with the seemingly inarticulate loneliness I have felt in adolescence, when I have been so blindly driven by the need to make contact that a certain desperate loneliness is choreographed by virtually every movement of my body. The loneliness of seeking to find a place that will heal and hold my humanity has often been pausing existing in both a sense of mobility and immobility. The majority of our lives are not filled with marvelous events that lift up our souls or moments that pause us. The stark reality is that there are often times of discouragement and suffering where we constantly struggle with our being, dissonance and incoherence. I park the car and get out, entering my childhood home to enter my kitchen and grab whatever bottle of alcohol I can find in the kitchen. My reflection creeps me out in the glass, my work uniform and the lovelessness in my eyes that I no longer recognize. I don't want this to be my story. It was with unspeakable pain that I saw, soon after I sat down in the kitchen chair, the moments of yelling that played back and tried to take possession of my full body. My existence feels troubled. I pour another glass as I scroll through my phone, looking for someone or something to talk to me, to make sense of the world around me. She insists that she does not want to hurt me. She simply thinks it would have been better, if all things considered, that I did not provoke her into the yelling and the confining me in small spaces that would induce me into panic attacks. The next morning where she'd lie through her teeth as she'd tell me everything I felt or heard was a lie. It was not what I could remember. I feel the anxiety in my ears beat and my palms clam. The right to be tormented belongs to a different world. It has been a physical effort to wrangle my feelings into words. A great deal of my pain has been caused by my tendency to disassociate from my body in times of distress, leaving me blindsided to the moments when I was struck by the reality of what my numbness had concealed. I sought to free myself, free myself from her moods and the heavy and unspoken pain that clung to her body. She might have found an escape, 
but her emotional abuse only stirred anxiety in me. At first, I sought my own remove, but I kept circling back, convincing myself that her apologies were filled with genuine emotion. Silence is often the ocean of the unsaid, the unspeakable, the repressed, the erased, and the unheard. It surrounds the scattered islands made of those who are able to speak, and what can be said, and who listens. I can see now that those I once held so dearly in my life were unable to step into my life post-trauma. The loss of friends who could not understand my experience. Well, it wasn't their responsibility to. Darkness pursued in my life as I held close to those who validated my experience while asking me to be the person I was prior to abuse. The people who validated my experience, who saw the look in my abuser's eyes as I lost my breath and panicked, were the same people who yelled at me her name as a way to distract me in a college drinking game six months later. The utter hell shadowing, twisting, tearing me as they laughed. These seeds of destruction that were planted would unleash in me only love. But the only thing certain about connection is often loss. I often ask myself, are we truly capable of love? Mysterious new virus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. This is a rapidly emerging situation. Where there is not a cause for alarm. The first US case has been detected. There's confirmation the coronavirus has reached Australia. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine area. In March 2020, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, a pandemic that I would have never imagined, I was given the chance to imagine something even more unimaginable. I was given the chance to pause my existence. The separation from an abusive partner, an intimate partner violence. As I experienced and continue to experience the effects of intimate partner violence as a queer person, one part of me mourns the unspeakable pain in my body and my mind, but the other part of me mourns the loss of a person, a partner who once held the ability to destroy and love me all in one moment of my being. As you're listening, I guess we really don't know each other. After all, except in this audio recording, a space of expansive exploration where I have decided to put forth only a fraction of myself into your view. Regardless of this, I know that many of you have felt and feel the searing pain of lovelessness. We spend so much of our lives not really being who we are. Our true nature is hidden out of fear. One of the first things to disappear is always our voice. Language is often insufficient to convey our experiences of trauma. But even though it isn't always possible to organize experience into words, then it seems we must make sense of our inner beings by holding them into the shape of our thoughts or filling the spaces between them. For queer folk emerging from intimate partner violence, art can provide a form of communication that addresses the silence and unspeakable pain of navigating healing. But to me, community has always been partly imagined. As I speak this out loud, when we celebrate, grieve, or riot together publicly, we don't actually know those around us in a personal sense. In fact, it's precisely the safety of this imagined community that is important and part of healing and love. To me, this audio illustrates that art is not done in isolation. It does what many feel art should do. It challenges us and even assaults our sensitivities. It reflects, heals, teaches, and transmits messages about who we are, where we have been, and what we should be doing now.
It is part of who we are and integral to our existence. For me, conceptualizing writing is often simultaneously a refuge and an escape. It's been a year and a half since I've been able to touch a pen to paper to write about my experience and my love. An escape from the realm of conventional human experience into a parallel eternal reality. And a refuge where amorphous thoughts and images emerge sufficiently from their nebulous twilight to allow me to express them, however inadequately I do in words. Indifference can be the most heart-wrenching, soul-warping, mind-numbing, emotional and bodily corruption I have ever felt. But it can also be the healthiest, most uplifting and soul-nourishing conception of all, depending on how it is used and in what situations. The aggravation, displeasure, anguish and pain we may feel when we open our hearts and pay attention to what is happening in the world and to those around us are the only real antidotes to indifference because those feelings should call us to action always. But I ask you, what are we if not forever changing and complex? The world of self-delusion can be a wonderful place and reality is often brutal and unforgiving. But the fruit of self-understanding is one of true connection with other people and the only path to loving ourselves and others fully. In this audio, I ask. I ask that intimate partner violence in queer communities must be discussed unflinchingly. Queer lives are often stuck on the margins of any inquiry associated with intimate partner violence. Prior experiences of violence and discrimination coupled with the failure of the community to adequately respond often make queer folk less likely to seek help when experiencing intimate partner violence. More than often, it makes intimate partner violence less visible in our society. Stories save lives. And stories are your life. Stories are my life. We are our stories. Stories can be both prison and the crowbar to break through out of that door. We make stories to save ourselves or to trap ourselves or others. Stories that lift us up or smash us against the stone wall of our own limits and fears. Liberation is always in part a storytelling process. Breaking stories, breaking silences, making new stories. A free person tells their own story. A valued person lives in a society in which their story has a place. Intimate partner violence in queer communities needs a place. My goal isn't to shed the perspective that comes from my particular experience but to give voice to it. I want to be engaged in the tribal fury and love and care for one another that rages when perspective and stories are let loose. In letting my story loose, I hope for love and fury always in you too. As I set forth in you love and fury as I let my story loose, I hope this pause becomes for you as it has for me a site of radical openness. To me, this pausing because of intimate partner violence has been my sight of rearticulation and love of self.